This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby. Pain. Pain everywhere. The immortal words of Jameis Winston after week one, and they qualify every week. No more than week 13 in Tampa Bay. Yikes. This is Inside Black and Gold. My name is Jeff Nowak. We are here for a post-game therapy podcast. And I every week it feels like, man, it can't get worse than this. <laughs> on first take today with Steve Geller, who, you know, he's probably somewhere, you know, over the Gulf right now on the plane. I said, hey, you know, the the positive thing you can spin from a shutout at San Francisco is you can't do any worse as from an offensive perspective than putting up zero points. Somehow they did. Somehow they they managed to do worse. And so yeah, so Bucks 17, Saints 16. The Saints led by 13 points. They led 16 to 3 with a little over three minutes to go. I mean, man. There were missed opportunities. Like if you managed to win that game the way that you won last year, right, nine to nothing, you kind of look past the missed opportunities. But now, knowing the result that we saw, man, Chris Olave has a ball bounce off his head. 
Oh, Jarvis Landry with the one-hander that really I don't think had to be a one-hander. I tweeted at the time, man, it would have been nice to see Jarvis go up with two hands and catch that ball. And someone said, well, it was too far to catch with two hands. And I was like, not really. You know, maybe. But he tried to catch it in stride with one hand. You know, if you commit to going to the ground, you can get two hands on it. It's tough. I mean, he probably makes that catch seven times out of ten with one hand. I've seen him make much more difficult one-handed catches. But it's like you look back like, man, if you'd sketch that with two hands, you're going for a touchdown. Chris Olave doesn't have a ball bounce off his head. That's three points. You can go back and do a lot of that. It's oh, just pain, pain, pain everywhere. Yeah. The season's over, guys. For, for the, from the perspective of, you know, mathematically eliminated, sure, you can talk about it all you want. The season's over. They're, they're, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I am not going to talk about, oh, well, what if the Bucks lose out and the Saints win four games? What in the world gives you an idea that the Saints are going to win four games, right? That's, there's no way. You have a bye week, and, man, that's a long time to stew on that loss. And uh, here's what Dennis Allen said after the game. Well, actually, here's the, here's the soundboard bite that I'm going to keep. Yeah, it stings. It sucks. It does. He's right. It does suck. It does sting. I mean, like, my stomach hurts. That's how bad that was. I I sat in this room and yelled at my television for a solid five minutes. And you knew, you knew, you know, it was excruciating to watch that final drive because you knew you could see it coming from a mile away. That got extended. You you felt like you had a glimmer of hope on that holding call, but you're like, nah, they're getting in. They're getting in. They're getting in. They're just doing these five-yard five passes. Uh, and just, it's just a matter of whether they have enough time to work themselves all the way downfield. They went, they won that game with a timeout in their back pocket. It's just frustrating. I don't know. Uh, you know, my biggest question, where the hell did Alvin Kamara go? I mean, people are critical of Mark Ingram. I actually thought Mark Ingram had a solid game. He should not have been in the game when he went out short of the first down. He went out short of the first down because his knee was exploding, right? Like, he shouldn't have been in that situation. Why was that not Alvin? Where was Alvin? 12 carries for 26 yards? Who is that guy? He hasn't scored a touchdown since week eight. He has three on the year. All of them came in one game. This is your star? This is your king? Like, no. Something's up with him. There's no way. There is no way. I don't know if if you know his court situation is affecting him mentally. He hasn't talked to the media in months or in weeks, so I couldn't possibly know what's going on inside of his head because we can't mine it. We can't talk to him. A team captain. And there's but there's something going on. That's not Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is not averaging 2.2 yards a carry. He ended up with more receiving yards. No, he didn't. I thought he might have stolen some receiving yards there at the end when he inexplicably didn't pitch the ball. On the on the play where you're trying to pitch the ball and try to make something crazy happen, he decided to get tackled with it. I don't know why. Uh, two catches for 11 yards. He touched the ball 14 times in this game for 37 total yards. That's your star. That is your star running back. That is the guy you would not trade at the trade deadline. I, I don't know, guys. I, I, I don't know. It's... Oh, it's brutal. It is brutal. And uh, yeah, so you're going up against Tom Brady. You've gotten the better of Tom Brady so many times at Raymond James Stadium at this point. You kind of felt like, oh man, it's just another episode of the same. And it was for 57 minutes of football. What happened? What happened? 
And, you know, both Andy Dalton and Dennis Allen, you know, had the same takeaway, which was was pretty straightforward. Look, when when you play Tom Brady, like, and you have a chance to put him away, you have to be able to put him away. And I felt like we missed some opportunities to put him away. Yeah, that's exactly what should have happened, right? Like, there's no reason you should have been on 16 points. The reason you lost this game is because you were on 16 points, and there was a point fourth and two down in the red zone late in the game where, you know, I had a few people tweet at me like, well, why are they kicking it on fourth and two? Why aren't they going for the kill shot? And at the time, I actually agreed with it because I didn't want to give Tom Brady any feeling of momentum. I wanted to continue to force him to suffer. But in reality, yeah, you should have gone for it because, as you saw... Being up 13 points was not a good thing. It did not work. <laughs> I, you probably should have forced them to start a drive deep in their territory, and maybe you get the first down. Even if you don't, you force them to start back there. And so, yeah, in hindsight, it all makes sense. Um, at that point, though, they had done nothing all game, and you kind of felt like, man, if they get a stop here, that's going to give them momentum. At least that's how I felt. So I was okay with it. But, yeah, the analytically, 100%, you should have gone for that. They didn't. I don't think that's what cost you the game, but it definitely didn't win you the game. And and at the end of the day, being up 13, I would have rather been up 10 than 13. And I have a good reason for that, right? I don't ever want to be up six in the situation the Saints found themselves up six. I would rather be up three. And why? Because in the situation you were in, the Bucks probably kick a field goal and go to overtime. Right, if you're up ten instead of instead of thirteen, when you're up six in that scenario, they have to score a touchdown, so you don't have a chance. I mean, you have a chance to stop them, but they're going on four downs the whole way, and so it, I, I think that actually makes it more difficult for you to win being up thirteen than being up ten in that scenario. So there's really no reason you should have kicked it, and yeah, in hindsight, that's a mistake. And you know, there's been a whole lot of mistakes this season. There have been plenty of mistakes this season and while I still don't think Dennis Allen's getting fired mid-season man this is the type of loss that really 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 makes you feel about putting all your cards down on the table and saying you know what let's call it because that's gross and so here's what Andy Dalton had to say after the game and I think I think what he's saying here is actually really important. And it's something that, you know, while this season, the last four weeks, like I said, I am not going to give you the pitch of their mathematical chances to survive and get out of the division with a 7-10 and 10 record or whatever. Um, but there is something that will be worth watching. And Andy teases it here. You know, we just got to stick together. And there's four games left, and this one hurts. It does. Um, we've got to make the most of it. You know, I think the bye comes um, comes at a time where there's going to be a lot of reflection on us and what we can do better personally as a, each unit and, and as a team. And so, you know, that's just kind of where we're at. To me, what he's saying there is is very important. And it, it's it's all going to come down to, you know, the only way you're firing your head coach it's not wins and losses in year one, at least, is this team fractures. This locker room falls apart and there's a, you know, players stop playing hard. People stop showing up. You know, you have performances like like this. This loss wasn't because guys didn't play hard. Right. Like that, that's not what you can put this on. You know, 
it was it was a lack of execution on offense. It was poor decision making in certain instances. It was you know not putting your foot on Tom Brady's throat when you had a chance, and he did what he does as well as anybody, which is ruin your day. But over these last four games, if you're Mickey Loomis, if you're the front office, you know you can basically put to bed any hope you had of man. We could we could find a way to back into this division. It's over, guys. So not talking about that anymore. But you saw Alvin Kamara put out a performance today that, you know, anyone can walk out there and 26 yards on 12 carries. Kirk Merritt could put up 26 yards on 12 carries. Andy Dalton could sneak the ball 26 times. I'm sorry, could sneak the ball 12 times and put up 26 yards on 12 carries. That is atrocious. That That is not a star player in the NFL. So you're looking at that. You're looking at... You're looking at guys like Demario. Are are they still leading at a level that you that you've grown to expect? You're looking at Cam, who I thought Cam had a great game. I think the defensive line just got gassed late in that game, and you could see it on that last drive. They just didn't get home. You know, you look at you look at guys on offense, right? You it, there's so many elements where you're like, is this team staying together? Because if they are, you can get through the end of the season. It sucks. It's awful. It stings. It's gross. I don't want to watch any more of the games. I'm going to because it's my job. Uh, it's just not fun. It is not fun. I hate this season about as much as I can hate a football season. And I have watched a whole lot of Giants games. So I think that should put into perspective just how much this sucks. <sighs> but that's where you have to find a way is if this team comes apart at the seams, you fire the coach. If they stick together, if they're still pushing, if they're still pulling in the same direction, then you, then you stay the course, but, you know, the only thing saving Dennis Allen's job, in my opinion, is the state of affairs around this team and the fact that you don't have assets and you don't have a quarterback and what coach are you putting in that situation? I can't think of one who would, who would want to. You're going to go prospecting for guys who no one else wants. That's the only job you're going to – it's the only hire you're going to get. So, you know, that's where, that's where I land with it, but, man – just I don't I don't even know like this is just a the the annoying thing is I think the offense actually played pretty well independently of the missed opportunities they moved the ball they did what you they didn't turn the ball over you forced two turnovers this should have been a win this 100% should have been a win and you should have gone into the bye feeling good about it come back out play the Falcons and instead you have this pit in your stomach like what in the hell is wrong with this group and you I mean you have to go back to the top right and so it's brutal you know the the other question that I've had seen asked and I'm sure is going to keep getting asked will Dennis Allen finally go back to Jameis Winston and I have said for several weeks now that I don't believe that Dennis Allen believes in Jameis Winston I don't think Jameis Winston is going to be on this roster next year one way or the other and here's what DA said after this game yeah, I, I don't think we go there right now. I mean, you know, we just lost a tough-ass game. And so, um, you know, I, I thought I thought Andy actually played pretty pretty well in this game. So Yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not wrong. I thought Andy Dalton actually did play reasonably well. I questioned the decision-making on, on some of these plays. I questioned Mark Ingram going out a yard short of the sticks, but I have an even bigger question on why he was in the game at all after coming off the field clutching his knee, an injury that you know, you, you, you've seen him miss games with, so clearly it's not the first time he's had a knee issue, and you just threw him back in there in a, in a key moment, and he 
played like he had a busted knee. <laughs> I mean, you look at the stats in this game. Leonard Fournette, 10 carries, 49 yards. Eh. Rashad White, 9 carries, 28 yards. Tom Brady, 36 of 54. Threw the ball 54 times, 281 yards, two touchdowns and interception. Chris Godwin, eight catches, 63 yards. Mike Evans, four catches, 59 yards. Rashad White, six catches, 41. I mean, Kate Otten, six catches, 28 yards. I mean, these they, they were just peppering short passes, right? They, they were doing everything that you wanted to force them to do. The Saints, on the other hand, four, you know, Rashid Shahid was the was the team leader in yardage and catches, four catches, 75 yards. Olave, four catches, 65. Taysom Hill, two catches, 35 yards and a touchdown. Adam Troutman, I thought, had a good game. Two catches, 28 yards. Mark Ingram, five catches, 22 yards. Jarvis Landry, two catches and 14. Alvin Kamara, two catches and 11 yards. And this game went exactly how you wanted it to go. It went exactly how you wanted it to go. Andy Dalton, 20 or 28, 229 yards and a touchdown. 107.6 quarterback rating. You lost anyway. You found a way to lose. And, you know, my kind of biggest takeaway is the state of this team. This was a team that for the better part of two decades was on the other side of this result, right? They, they're the team that did this to people. They're the team that left their opponents reeling saying, what in the hell just happened? Washington a few years back was a very similar game to this one where it was Drew Brees who you didn't want to give the ball back with two minutes to go at the 50-yard line because you knew what was going to happen. Now now this is the Saints are the team that loses those games. The Saints are the team that dominates for 57 minutes and finds a way to lose. And that is a reflection on everything. That is a reflection of the coaching. It is a reflection of the decision-making. It is the, the reflection of the team leadership. It is a reflection of the roster build. And this team is broken. You're not fixing it this season. You're not fixing it by firing the head coach right now. As frustrating as that sounds. And here you are. You got a week off. That's the best thing I can say is that the Saints can't disappoint you next weekend. You know exactly what's going to happen because they're not playing. They're going to come back. And, you know, the, the, the most annoying part of all this is they probably are going to go three and one in their last four games because they're playing – teams they're playing two teams that don't need to win and you know they're probably going to go to Philadelphia and win that game just to annoy you just to make you angry and make you think man what if only if only they had beaten the Bucks? because that's what this team does <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna win games just to ruin the their second round draft pick because they don't have a first one you know they're gonna win games and at least make the Eagles pickle slightly worse but every every week to this point I would have said they still have a chance. They're still in the race. They still can win the games out in front of them and get in. I will not say that to you anymore. I promise. Never again. All right. It's going to wrap it up for this really, really depressing rant session on Inside Black and Gold. We're going to come back with a quick mailbag. Thanks, everyone, for jumping in. There are currently over 100 comments in there. So I'm going to go to a quick break, highlight as many of the questions as I can physically answer and get to as many as possible you know i gotta edit this and get it posted so i can't do this all night but i do appreciate all the interaction um i it sucks guys i get it it's brutal um all i can hope for is that like we can stay reasonably okay with like the non-toxicity of it all and say hey you know what (laughs) 
You know who's real good? The Pelicans. Let's be Pelicans fans for the next few months because at least you got that. At least you got that. All right. My name is Jeff Nowak, WWL Digital Sports Producer. If you have not already subscribed, wherever you get your podcast, why the hell not? Hit the subscribe button. Give us a rating. Give us a review. I do appreciate it. All right. I'll be right back. Okay, back here on Inside Black and Gold. My name is Jeff Nowak, WWL Digital Sports Producer. And yeah, that game sucked. Bucks 17, Saints 16. We are going to get into the live mailbag edition of this late night Saints pod. Um, and we're going to start with David Weil. Always here. Always appreciate it. Well, at least we can't blame the lack of turnovers this week. And yes, all season we're talking, hey, if the Saints only could get out of the cellar in the turnover department. Well, they won the turnover battle 2-0 this week. Found a way to lose, and it's it is it's it's hard to put it on the defense because they were outstanding for fifty seven minutes, right? Like that's the frustrating thing is you know the defense did everything you wanted it to for fifty seven goddamn minutes, and then it was like it was like Tom Brady was like yeah you know what just kidding, <laughs> like how does that happen? That's <laughs> so frustrating. He didn't do anything like spectacular, right? Like that entire last drive, he didn't throw the ball more than eight yards down the field. Julio Jones made an incredible catch. Chris Godwin made a couple incredible catches. <sighs> they got a bad penalty and they overcame it. Like, oh my gosh, brutal. But yeah, the, the defense got their turnovers finally and uh, was not enough. Chevy V, poor coaching and no accountability is failing this team. Yeah. David Weil again. They played at the end of the game the way DA sounds in his presser after the game. They, they, it was very uninspired. I will give you that much. Juan Morgan. I've seen a few people say this. Saints are historically the team that loses these types of games. This ain't new. And sure, you know, we want to go back to the 90s, uh, you know, maybe the early 2000s and say, sure, yeah, they're the team that loses this game. But, you know, the team that we can all remember vividly, the team that has been on the field for the last 15 years prior to 2021, they were the team that didn't lose this game. They were the team that won this game. And so that's what I'm talking about. But yeah, sure. If you want to go back to the paper bag days, yes, they lost this game all the time. And that's how it feels. You feel like you're right back in that situation. And that's not what anyone wants. <laughs> Jerry, eliminated from playoff contention. I'm not going to argue with you. There's math. I'm not going to talk about it. That's my new rule. Gregor Mathis is a long one. I have to come up here. Slant pass, call on third and one to Callaway with five minutes left. That was incomplete Run, when you had a chance to close the game. Run the ball once again. Bad play calling on Pete Carmichael. Dennis Allen's defense played perfect for literally 56 of 60 minutes. Pull the pin. Throw the grenade and start over. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. David Weil, Olave, Landry, and Taysom Hill all dropped catchable balls. You know, so Olave and, and, you know, Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry, yes, I agree. They dropped those. Taysom's, I think, goes down as a pass breakup because, you know, he did caught the ball. They put a heck of a lick on him and he couldn't hold on. And just like last week, <laughs> when you, hey, hey, why are we throwing a, <laughs> a, a fade to Taysom Hill in the end zone on fourth down? 
Why are you throwing a C-Mac to Taysom Hill? Why? I love Taysom Hill. I think he's an excellent football player. I think he's a great guy to have on the team. I thought he had a solid game. He caught a touchdown pass. He's not the guy I want to throw to there. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. He only wears one glove. (laughs) He doesn't have the hands. Throw to anybody else. You just need a first down. Kevin Sr., when are we going to utilize Kamara correctly? He's not Derrick Henry. We can't run up the middle a few times, not have him flaring out for screen passes. He torched teams for years and expecting to produce numbers. We set him up for failure, and he's our biggest offensive weapon. Parentheses was. No, yeah, I agree. Why does is Alvin Kamara being used like a like a between the tackles like bell cow? It, it, it's just it's it's nonsensical. It doesn't make sense. Like you. It, it, it is it is weird because typically your pass catching back would be your third down back, but with Alvin Kamara he's your first down back. So it's either he's a three down back or he's not used in in his best skill set, which is screens and little flare outs. And so yeah, it doesn't make sense. I agree, it makes no sense at all. And I've been critical of that all year, and uh, I'm critical of that today. David Weil again, Ingram over Kamara tonight was Alvin hurt? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know if Alvin's hurt. I don't know if he's just physically or mentally not in it. But yeah, something's up with him. Not normal. Winston Witten Sr. Would have been nice to see the O-line open up some holes and the defense stop playing 15 yards off the line when the opponent has four yards to go for a first down. I can't, I don't know about that second part, but yeah, I mean, the offensive line didn't block very well. This Bucks defense is good. Luke, scout with clout. I've been saying it since late April that we got to get let go of of Loomis, historically, epically bad offseason. You know, I do think there's a question to be asked about Mickey Loomis. I was actually talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and it was about the Giants, but it is similar in the sense that I think that there is a difference. Like, some GMs are good at being rebuild GMs. Some GMs are good at being, okay, we're good. How do we get better GMs, right? And I'm not sure that Mickey is good at that second part. I just don't know. Like, I I think that he has a really good idea of how to improve a good team. I'm not sure that he understands how to kind of rebuild the foundation of a team and and build it up from from the ground because you haven't seen it, right? Like, I I don't think he's going to get fired. But no, I think there are questions to be asked and, and, and maybe you bring in front office staff, right? You look at what the Pelicans have done in the last few years where they just keep adding faces and minds from outside the organization that can help in that regard. And I think that the Saints need to consider doing that because some of the decision-making, like you need more checks. You need more checks on how flippantly you're going to send a first-round pick out the door, even if it means getting one back this season because, man, you know, it's not like like when it happened, everyone wasn't like, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's not like everyone was like, well, yeah, this, this is for sure going to be a, a playoff team. You know, I, I thought they would be competitive in the NFC South, and I think that was a big part of it. And, and they, they were, right, down to this very game, down to the last three seconds of this game. I think they had a chance to win the NFC South. And so for, in that respect, sure, maybe that did make some sense. But I, I wonder how many voices in that room were like, should we do this? You know, because if there weren't any, then that's a problem. Because you need some people who can be like, guys, let's be realistic here. And I don't know if they if they exist in this front office. Yeah, as Jeffrey 
Gil Grieve, co-worker. So you probably weren't around, but these are the Saints I remember. Classic vintage Saints. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't around, but uh, I believe you. Chris P., I don't think we are going to win any more games. I disagree. I think you're going to beat the Falcons and you're going to beat the Panthers. Because <laughs> both of those teams actually benefit from losing. Because their seasons are done too. The, the, the annoying thing, the most annoying thing about this is the exact same reason it was annoying to watch Tom Brady sleepwalk into the playoffs with the Patriots all those years because the AFC East was so god-awful that like they didn't even have to be good. They just had to get to the end of the season and be like, oh, we have a winning record. Oh, guess we're going to be in the playoffs. And then they would win a Super Bowl because, like, they, you know, that's just how it works. And it's the same thing. Tom Brady has somehow managed to find another division where he doesn't even have to, the, the team doesn't even have to be good. They don't even have to win 10 games to get to the playoffs. They can just get there, you know, as by default. And, and meanwhile, the AFC East has all winning teams in it, <laughs> you know? They're going to have a team with a 500 record that misses the playoffs. In the, in the NFC South, all you have to have is a 500 record, and you're going to win the division by two games. And Tom Brady has managed to be in that scenario for so many years of his career. It's wild. It's wild. Good for him, I guess. He is, uh, yeah. Winston Witten, I don't see any imagination on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, you know, I've said this for a while. I think the first step you make this offseason is the step you should have made last offseason, and you find yourself an offensive coordinator who wants to innovate and want, you know, like go to the college ranks, right? I think that there's a lot of college coaches who would be willing to come up. Heck, go hire Joe Brady. Find somebody. Because Pete Carmichael, you know, I like Pete. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good guy to have on a staff. He's not a guy I want leading an offense. And obviously he was the offensive coordinator under Sean Payton, but everyone knows Sean Payton led that offense. I want to see them find someone who's going to give this offense an identity because it doesn't look like they have one. The Falcon season isn't done yet, buddy. They still have a chance of catching the Falcons. I don't even know what that means, Kyle. The Falcons are done. Come on. The Falcons are done. Are you kidding me? We don't have to sit here and pretend the Saints have a chance at this division. We don't have to sit here and pretend that the Falcons have a chance at this division. The Falcons are done. The Panthers are done. The Bucs are going to walk into the playoffs with a 500 record. Just accept it. It's going to happen. Tom Brady is blessed with the ability to just show up in the postseason, regardless of what happens in the regular season. Even the one year the Patriots missed the playoffs that one time, he was hurt. They still went 11-5 and five with Matt Castle as their quarterback. He's going to be in the playoffs every year. It's a rule. I don't understand it. It just happens, and it's going to happen again. I mean, who did the Falcons lose to this week? Let's see. I have it right here. Oh, the Steelers. Yeah, that great squad led by Kenny Two Gloves. They're not making the playoffs. Get out of here. This game reminds me of 2013 against Tom Brady. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that game. But, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's done this. You know, at least you weren't up uh, 28 to 3. <laughs> like, that would have made it worse if you lost the Falcons troll on top of this. Third, 16 to 3, that's two scores. It's awful, but it's like you, you can at least do the math. <laughs> He's done this to te- – I mean, you go to the playoffs last year, right? The Rams won the Super Bowl. They blew, I don't know what the exact number was, but they blew a three-score lead against Tom Brady in the playoffs. He does this. That's why when they got the ball back at the 50-yard line with two minutes, two minutes, 40 seconds, and two timeouts, or three timeouts even. No, it was two timeouts. It was two timeouts because they did burn one on that last Saints drive. I was like, I, I was tempted to just turn the turn the TV off. 
and just assume the worst. Because I knew, you, you knew, you knew, you knew that he was going to get in the end zone. I mean, God, it's just, it's so, it was such a helpless feeling. And you knew that players on the field felt that way too. Did anyone on that defense look like they were like, yeah, we're going to stop him here? <laughs> no. No, Tom Brady had it. Uh, you know, he had it the whole way. <laughs> Lloyd Riley, Dennis Allen needs to go get his CDL or something. <laughs> That's good. I appreciate that. I don't have anything to say about it, but it is funny. Thomas, everyone good with letting DA go after the season? Again, you know, if here, here's my thing. What happens when you fire Dennis Allen and you hire another head coach and they go three and 14? Do you fire them too? Honest question, because that's the scenario you set yourself up in. Because I don't think this team is built, is, is ready to win next year either. Like, we can pretend it's all Dennis Allen. There are structural issues within this team that you have to fix before you can build back up, right? Like, we can pretend all we want that Alvin Kamara 12 for 26 is Dennis Allen's fault. There's issues here, right? Your star players are not playing like stars, and that's a problem. So, like, I don't know if, like, we can pretend that a new coach would solve all of these issues. I think it goes deeper than that. And so, sure, you can hire a new head coach, but then, yeah, you, you're, you're going to see struggles. A lot of times, new head coaches struggle. So, I don't think the Saints want to set that precedent. You know, what is that enough to keep him around? I don't know. But I do think that you have to consider kind of the larger picture of this might be a total teardown. You know, I don't think this team is going to go that route. It's just not in their nature. But I do think that there's a possibility that you're not competitive next year naturally, independent of whoever you bring in. And so you don't want to bring in a coach who, and say, okay, yeah, yeah, you're going to struggle this year, but it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's not what you want. So yeah, that's, that's the hard part. I'm not sure what you're talking about here, but yeah, I mean, the Saints have short yardage plans all year have made no sense. Dre Day, Buckstrap passes and overcame it. We could not, we have to play perfect games. We cannot overcome anything. Yes, that is very true. You have to play perfect if you were the Saints. And that, you're not going to win a lot of games if you have to play that way. And you saw that. Like, the, the Bucks just messed around for 57 minutes and won. Think about that. Think about that. And they had the weapons to do it at the end. Like, Tom Brady's throwing at Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, right? Even Scotty Miller, Kate Otten. Like, these are guys who can catch balls. The Saints are throwing at Taysom Hill. <laughs> In a pivotal moment. And he got open. And it was a good throw. And he dropped it. It got knocked out. Anyway, Johnny Culpepper, let's talk about how pathetic Honey Badger has been. I disagree with this. Tyron Matthew is not the problem with this team. Everyone all season has been critical of Tyron Matthew. He has been fine. He has been solid. He's not the reason you lost this game. He made several good plays in this game. Like, he made a lot of big plays in this game. But for whatever reason, he has become the, the target of everything. He's not the reason you lost this game. <laughs> right? Uh, I think he's had a solid season. I really do. And it's just kind of this idea that he's been bad that everyone's like, oh, I saw him miss a tackle once. He must be playing like shit. It's not true. He's had a solid season. He's week to week to week. He's one of the highest graded players on this defense. So it's, it's, this is not a Tyron Matthew issue. I think the issue is people expected a safety, a 5'7 safety to be this all-world player. 
And no, he's just an all he's just a solid safety. He's doing his job. I don't know. I, I, but I don't I don't understand the the idea of this like Tyron Matthew is is the huge issue of this defense because that's not that's not true. Shane Terrio thinks Alvin is upset about takeoff. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna delve into that. You know maybe, but hey, if he wanted to talk about it, we would listen. We have not talked to Alvin in weeks. He has not talked to the media in weeks, and he said it is. He said through the Saints' flack that it is on advice of his attorneys. So it's not because he's upset about takeoff that he's not talking to us. So I can't give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe something is affecting him independent of the game of football because he has not talked to us to tell us that. So (laughs) DA has two years after this year because when Coach Prime wins a national championship, the New Orleans Saints would definitely hire him. I would take Coach Prime. I like Dion. Hope he, hope he does well in Colorado. I don't understand this all hate about him leaving Jackson State. You know, I, I think he he put them on a national stage, and I'd rather talk about this than the Saints. You know, I mean, what what what? Why is there an issue with him advancing his career? Get the fuck out of here! I don't I don't, I don't agree with all the hate, but yeah, you know, if he brings Colorado back to prominence, let's bring him in. Let's get Coach Prime. I'll take it. All right, let's get one more question. Let's get a good one, and then let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, show me your data. Show, show me your data. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> I'll just provide data. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, please show me your data. <laughs> I'll provide. I'll provide data. Oh god, that was a good laugh. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> I am dying to see the Tyron Matthew data. I really am. I need to see, do you have binders? Like I want, oh man, I hope it's collated. Give me that data. Oh brother. <laughs> Sorry. It's late. <laughs> we need more data. <laughs> I could use, give me the data. Give me all the data. Oh gosh. Good stuff. Tulane will upset USC. I'm, hey, the, the same, you know, the saints have, have, Seated the New Orleans football mantle. It is now a green wave city. And I think they will. I think they will upset USC because I don't think Caleb Williams is going to play in that bowl game. And I don't think USC is that good. So, yeah. Hopefully they do. Good old Cotton Bowl. I don't even know what that is. Is it, is it Arlington? I think it's in Arlington. Here's one. Paul Edward. I got a question. What do you think of Deontay Hardy, Traquan Smith, and Marquez Callaway will be on the team next season? Here's a good question. Where the hell is Traquan Smith? Has anyone seen that guy? Is he alive? Is he in witness protection? Where the hell is Traquan Smith? I don't know. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, all three of those guys, those are your top three receivers from last season. Deontay Hardy will not be on the team next year. And I, I don't see any scenario. You know, you paid him $4 million this year on a, on a second-round tender. If you wanted to sign him to a contract, you would have. Rashid Shahid is going to take his job. And I don't see – I don't think you're going you're gonna to feel bad about that. He didn't do anything this year when he was healthy. So I think he's out the door. He's going to sign somewhere. He's going to get He's going to get paid as a returner. And he's a good returner. Saints aren't going to pay him. They've proven that they can. One of the things that they have proven they can do year in, year out, is find that returner. And Rashid Shahid, as much as this game sucked, he's been really, really good. He's going to be a guy who continues to grow. If you, look at, if you want to look at a positive thing, Rashid Shahid, Chris Olave, you know, that is a really, really intriguing young duo of wide receivers that I think is going to be good for a long time. So 
there you have that. Marquez Callaway, he's clearly fallen out of favor in terms of what he's able to do on special teams. He was inactive the last two weeks. He was a non-factor today. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of those guys are off the roster. I think you're probably going to end up with Marquez still on the team just because it's a team-friendly deal and he does enough and he makes nice catches and he contributes and, you know, so I think you're going to keep him around. But yeah, Traquan Smith, Every year prior to now, you could say, oh, he's been hurt. And this year, it's like, where'd he, where'd he go? Where is he? <laughs> Has anyone seen that guy? Yeah, we can talk about Tyron Matthew. You want to talk about a guy who's disappointed me? Jarvis. Jarvis Landry. Like, Tyron, at least he's been out there. At least he has been constantly contributing. He's, been, he's played pretty much every snap of this season. Sure, he's missed a couple tackles, but he's also made some big plays. Right? He has two interceptions on the year. You know how many the Saints have as a team? Three, and they got one today from Demario Davis. Like he's he's a guy who at least has been a constant contributor. He's been he's been in every single week. Jarvis has been hurt when he's been out there. He's been ineffective, right? Other than week one, week one you had a big game from him. That's it. That's it. That's all you've gotten out of him. And you know, it's a, it, I think he's he's the bigger disappointment in my opinion. And you know, I love Jarvis. I think he's a great player. He has not been the constant contributor you thought you were going to get because you kind of went in thinking, you know, there's a chance Mike Thomas isn't going to be able to to stick out this season. Right. And that's why you brought Jarvis in. You're like, okay, they do a lot of the same things. Jarvis can fill in if Mike is unable to go and you just haven't seen it. You just haven't seen it. And yeah, the positive thing I'll say, Godson here says, I enjoyed our run with Sean Payton and Drew. The positive thing I'll say, and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were joking about this is the Chargers. (laughs) Sure look like a team that's going to need a head coach at the end of the season. <laughs> they lost to the Raiders this week. And, and you know, the Raiders have won three in a row. Good for Josh McDaniels. He's saving his job. I think they're going to want to, they're going to want to trade for Sean Payton. So there's a chance that you're going to be able to get that first-round pick back, and maybe you are able to get a quarterback. And maybe if you do get those assets back, and suddenly maybe you can attract some head coaches, and maybe that does change your point of view on whether you want to stick it out with Dennis Allen. So, you know, if you are of the ilk of get rid of Dennis Allen at all costs, I think that the Chargers going off a cliff is directly related to that. So keep that in mind. Just root against the Chargers is all I'm going to say. Anyway, all right, that's going to wrap it up. It's late here on Inside Black and Gold. Thanks, everyone, who listened. Really do appreciate it. I'm going to get off here. Make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks, everyone. I don't understand why so many people are in here so late after such a miserable game. But I do appreciate it as always. Thanks, y'all. Peace.